the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. It's a fireside Friday here at Steelers Standard. I'm Tom Opperman, and that is Jacob Reck. Before we light our fire, though, Jacob, I got a new feature that I want to unveil on this show. We give a lot of credit. We do power rankings on Wednesday. Fireside Fridays focus on the best matchups of the week. We kind of neglect the middle childs of the NFL, and I'm talking about the teams that are just under 500, the one and two teams. There are currently 11 of them in the National Football League. Are they good? Are they bad? I don't know. These teams can really swing in either direction at this point. So I unveil to you the new feature on Steelers Standard called Mm-hmm or Uh-uh. Uh-uh. It's real simple, Jacob. Don't say uh-uh like that. That makes it seem like a good thing. The uh-uh, uh-uh. is a bad thing. There you go. We we each have four That's very tricky. one and two teams <laughs> in front of us that we're going to talk about. You can either give them an mm-hmm grade, which means, oh, I like what I see from them. They'll bounce back. Or you could give them a uh-uh grade, which means, obviously, this team ain't worth a damn. Like I said, there's 11. I only narrowed it down to eight total that we're going to do because there's some teams. I mean, like the Texans. I mean, come on. They're uh-uh. And uh-uh. the Falcons. I mean, uh-uh. come on. We know about them. So let's kick things off, Jacob, and I will start with the New England Patriots. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I, I think people thought the Pats were going to surprise people this year with Mac Jones. I think they were a little spell. Uh, I thought it was a defense, too. I mean, getting yeah. all those guys back from COVID. But I think that they were a little under the spell of, wow, Mac Jones is so NFL-ready, and he's coming from that Alabama system, and Saban's going to have him ready to go for his good buddy Belichick. And he looks like a rookie, just like all the other rookies look. He's going to be inconsistent. And they've got a tough schedule that they have to face this year as well. So uh, I think the Pats, people getting on that Pats train, I get it with all the additions, but – I'm very unimpressed with the first three games of the season for them. I'm giving them a strong uh-uh. Totally fair, and that came at the hands of a loss to division rival Miami Dolphins uh, at uh, in New England, I believe, too. So if they can win that game, I, I, I might be sitting here saying, mm-hmm, but I'm not. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins. Speaking of the Miami Dolphins, that's my first team. Uh, and you, you know how I feel about the Miami Dolphins uh, after last year, but – with the way Tua oh, no. Tagovailoa is is down and oh, out, no. I think I had to go. Uh uh-uh, uh. Oh my Miami man, Dolphins. for your Miami Dolphins, I gotta get. I gotta set realistic expectations here. They just have not looked great. Their defense isn't performing the way I thought it would. Their offense certainly is struggling. Uh, basically, no run game, and without Tua Tagovailoa, that offense is non-existent. They have the weapons. At the receiver and, and a good tight end of Mike Gusecki. But I think without a quarterback, you're really left, you know, kind of like life without a paddle here. So Not impressed at all with Jacoby Brissett's performance in the loss against the Raiders, fighting back, no, g- was, getting out to an early lead, however, then fighting we back. we did say that that was going to be something, a game if they lost, yeah. a game the, Laters, the Raiders lost, not necessarily a game the Dolphins would win. So I'm going to go, uh-uh. Even if Tua comes back, I don't think it's going to be enough. However, the Deshaun mm. Watson conversation now that's an is interesting. interesting. One. That is we won't even one. get into that hypothetical until it actually happens, if it happens. 
My next team is in the NFC West. The Seattle Seahawks are the only NFC West team with a losing record at this point. I'm going to go mm-hmm with the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're still a good football team. I think they're going to bounce back. Uh, does that mean they get to the playoffs? I don't know because they're in such a loaded division. But I think you see them fight back to 9-8, and eight, a record somewhere like that. They're a respectable football team with a quarterback like Russell Wilson. You're not going to lose many games in a row. Uh, Here's I, the thing, Tom, though. They play against division rival San Francisco this week. If they fall to a one and three hole, do you find yourself saying, uh, uh? No, I, st- I still think I'd say mm-hmm. one and three is tough. It is, but it's Russell. I mean, I see the Pittsburgh Steelers falling to one and three, and I, and I have them in a uh, uh. It's Russell Wilson, though. You know it's what fair. I mean? I mean, that's the, that's the guy I'm really putting It'd be my the eggs first in that basket. Three game losing streak in the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson era. And I don't think Seattle. it's gonna happen. I, I think they're really? gonna. I think they're gonna beat the Niners this week. Uh, rivalry game. They they tend to to rise up in those occasions. And again, yeah, but San Fran knows they should have won last week. I don't think they want to lose two in a row. Of course not. No one wants to lose. Two I know, in a row, but, but especially but after they could have won last week. Look, right. I'm giving them an mm-hmm, and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Okay. I think the Seahawks are gonna bounce back. All right, that's fair. Keeping it in the NFC, Chicago Bears, maybe my most emphatic. Uh. That kind of sounded good, though. See, you're bad uh, at this uh, game. Yeah, there uh, you go. Uh, you're getting better uh, at this. Maybe you just needed to puke in a trash can to <laughs> talk about the Bears. Cause I've that been team, coughing. I've been sneezing. That team isn't even just a uh-uh. They just suck. They suck. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that team is maybe the worst one and two. <laughs> maybe, okay, other than the Houston Texans and I don't even know who, the Atlanta Falcons, they may be the next worst one and two team. That team averaged one yard per play. Justin Not Fields one threw yard one yard. Rush, one yard per play. He threw one yard. Browns. He threw for one yard. That is a bad, bad team, Tom. I have no confidence in them whatsoever. The defense is decent enough, but it's nothing elite. It's nothing special. Uh, so I got my Chicago. Not I said my. I got the Chicago <laughs> Bears. Doesn't. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, I think they're bad, they too. Shocking that they went to the playoffs last year. I mean, I feel shocked. They should not have gone to the playoffs. I feel shocked that they were in the playoffs they should last not. season. I don't, I don't even want to give them the justice of using that beloved quote. I'm not going to use it on them. The Philadelphia Eagles had a good start to the season just boat racing the Atlanta Falcons, but things haven't been good for them since. They fought hard week two against the Niners at home. Then they went on the road to Jerry World and got blown out by the Dallas Cowboys. I'm giving the one and two Eagles an uh uh-uh. uh. They're not a good football team. But I think that there's foundations there that they could build towards. It's just a matter of being stuck in a rebuild, and you got to find out if you have your right quarterback. And you mentioned the Deshaun Watson thing with the Dolphins. It could happen. It gets interesting in in Philadelphia, too. Even crazier in Philadelphia is the lack of usage of Miles Sanders. That guy has gotten, I think, single digit touches through the first three weeks, Tom. It's. I mean, if you're a Philly Eagles fan, you know how good Miles Sanders can be, and the fact that they're not giving him the ball has to be frustrating. So even though I don't think if they were to give him normal touches, that would make much of a difference. So I also have the Philadelphia Eagles as a uh-uh team. Well, I don't care about you because these are my teams, but I agree uh, with what you're saying. This next team, I'll say probably my most shocking uh-uh oh, team. Oh, wow is the one and two Washington football team. I got them as an uh-uh. What happened to their defense, Tom? I think they're 31st in yards per game. They're still allowed. able to stop the run, but the problem is teams are just throwing the ball over them because they can't stop the pass. I'm pretty sure they're 31st in, in, in yards per game allowed, which is not what we expected after a great 2020 season uh, from that Washington football team. 
And it's weird too because the expectation has changed so drastically that Josh Allen, who I don't want to say was struggling, but hasn't had Josh Allen esque performances in the first two weeks. Destroyed. Everybody and everybody was saying before the game that this is the one where Allen breaks out. Like the Washington football team's been slow on defense. Allen's gonna tear him up. He had like three touchdowns by the end of the first quarter in that game. They were so right about him. Yeah, I don't know where that came he from. He destroyed that defense. Don't know where that came from. And they even go out and get linebacker Jamin Davis to add yeah. to their front seven. Hasn't been anywhere near the production of what we saw last year. So, unfortunately for the Washington football team, because I was kind of rooting for them. I, I think Ron Rivera is a good coach. We were all rooting for Fitzmagic. We all thought he could be the difference maker there. I got them as my most shocking one and two uh-uh team so far. Finally, for me, the Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the Minnesota Vikings we in a weird way. Vikings. If you listen. listen to the show before, you know Tom's favorite team in the NFC is the Minnesota Vikings. Not like that I root for them. It's just that on paper, I all and I, maybe it's my own fault now. Maybe I'm fooling myself and I'm getting I'm falling into the same trap. But on paper, this team should be one of the better teams in football. I mean, they have so many good skill position players on offense. Dalvin Cook's an elite running back. Justin Jefferson's an elite wide receiver. Adam Thielen's an elite wide receiver. Kirk Cousins is a middle-of-the-road quarterback, and their offensive line has improved over the past couple years. They just can't. There's something about some teams. Like, the Falcons have this weird film around them. I mean, just to bring it close to home for me, Pitt football has this weird film around them where they can't get out of their own way. Yeah. The Vikings are that same team. Uh, they had a chance to beat the Cardinals, and their kicker missed a field goal that any NFL kicker should make. And the first reaction isn't, oh, man, that's a tough loss for the Vikings. Everybody's first reaction was, that is so Minnesota Vikings for the kicker <laughs> to, to miss that field goal. So it's just some teams are just snake bitten by luck, it feels like, and the Vikings just seem to be that kind of team. I think they get back on track and they get themselves into a playoff race. I think that already they might have dug themselves enough of a hole and the fact that they just gave away that win against the Cardinals with the kicker missing it is going to be a problem and they might be on the outside looking in at the end of the year. But I think this team can grab themselves a 9-8 and eight record and, and if they get extremely hot down the stretch, maybe a pipe dream of 10 wins. But the skill position players, like I said, I mean, that's a group that, rivals any any in the the nfl it's it's bills-esque it's packers-esque but for just whatever the bills the bills don't have a running back for whatever reason they just can't seem to get things really clicking in in in, yeah exactly they can't do the most important thing so they find themselves at one and two but they're an mm -hmm, one and two for me for you uh last up for me I had the easiest, I just had the easiest uh-uh team. I have now the easiest mm-hmm team. And it's my only mm-hmm team I have. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. There's no way a one and two hole will keep the Chiefs either A, from making the playoffs, or B, from winning the AFC West. I have them doing both. I have them winning the West. And if it weren't for that one and two start, I think that could be the difference uh, when it comes to getting that number one overall seed because when they go up against Buffalo this year, that'll be the test. If Buffalo wins that game, I think that should be enough to keep them ahead of uh, ahead of the pace uh, in terms of getting to that number one overall seed. If Kansas City wins it, though, that's two losses on the year at least for both teams. And Kansas City, I think, will have the tiebreaker by the end of the season. So... 
No doubt in my mind, Kansas City is going to be able to turn things around here. I got Kansas City all day saying, mm, mm. I'm such a nerd, Jacob. Last night when I was bored, I went through every AFC team's schedule and did win losses for them. And I can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but let me just say this the Chiefs ended up 13 and 4. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to bounce back in okay. a big I'm way. I'm surprised they ended up with that many losses, to be honest. They got some tough games coming up on their schedule, but. And they already have two of them, so they're right. in my mind they're only going to lose two more down the entire stretch of the season. But, yeah, the Chiefs are in good shape. One last one that we're both going to share, your Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm sorry. I hate to say uh-uh. it, guys, but it just looks like uh-uh right now. You go out there and you play well against the, the Green Bay you Packers. You know, if you if you had taken care of business, gone 3-0 oh, against yeah. the Bengals and the Raiders, you're sitting here saying, uh-huh. Well, this, you're not even in this game at this, that point, Jacob. You're not worried about, you say you can afford a loss against the Green Bay Packers. Do you know how this game works? You'd have to be 1-2 and two to play it, so you wouldn't even be in it. But the point is, even if you lose this game by, say, 7 points it's or still 3 a, points, uh-uh. I don't know, though. I think I'd come oh, back and kind of lean back towards— even mm-hmm. though. Right. As if, like, it shouldn't even matter. Well, then I'm sorry. But I'm saying <laughs> if they do play this close heading into the Denver week when we do this for— one in three teams, I'll probably say, mm-hmm. But as of right now, it looks like it's leaning uh-huh. towards a uh-uh for the Steelers. That's going to do it for the debut of mm-hmm or uh-uh. uh-uh. I got to get better on my – You got to get better on your uh-uh. You got to have more disgust in it. We'll work right. on it. We'll work on it. Light my fire now. I want that fireplace well, okay. cracking. Can we, can we get closer to the fire? Because last time no. you had me no. light it and – I was the one who was coughing, so I think both of us need to be there. No. Fine. Whatever. You know what I hate about fires the uh, most? The smoke in your eyes. Oh, God, it sucks. Except. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I came in here with kind of like a, a, a frog in my throat because it was so cold out this morning. The problem is the window doesn't open in here, so the smoke has nowhere to go. So we just. But I need the fire because, oh, my gosh, Tom, I, I wore Are you chilly? a hoodie, oh, you chilly? a hat, a little beaner, and, and, and some pants today because it was so cold out. Well, if you're new this to fire, feels really good. If you're new to the program, no need to the fire. Fireside Fridays no need to is when we just like to light a little fire in the studio to get nice and cozy up next to. We slip on some robes, we smoke some pipes, and we drink some brandy and discuss this week's action on the NFL schedule. Steelers Packers game of the week for CBS: the Nance Romo game. That's a 4:25 kick. Obviously, a high-profile matchup. But what are some of the other ones in the league this year? Let's start in the one o'clock window. We got a are-they-for-real game with the Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. as they go to Dallas to face Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, before we get to the Panthers, quickly on the Cowboys, sure. they're establishing themselves as the NFC East class, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I went into the season thinking maybe it was I thought it was going to be the football, football team. team. Yeah. yeah, but I do think with the way their defense is playing, I think there's no doubt about it. you got to say it's the Dallas Cowboys. I agree. Panthers 3-0. and Sam Darnold looks like the free agent or the trade of the offseason not named Matt Stafford. So looking good in Carolina. Even if they lose this game, it is not a reason to hit the panic button. You'd lose to a good team on the road. Uh, if it's close, that'd be a little better. But, you know, if they fall to 3-1, and that's a hell of a start for the first four games of the season. That NFC West is going to be really tough to crack because they're going to at least get two wild card teams, I think. But I do think the Panthers are sneaky for real. And even though they might be a year or two away from really contending for a lock as a playoff team, I think they're going to flirt with that seven seed. And I wouldn't be surprised if a nine and eight or ten and seven Panthers snags that seven seed. 
No, it wouldn't shock me either. I, I'd, I'd like to see how for real the Panthers this are. This is the first test for sure. Definitely, and I think I, – I, I don't know who I have in this game. I think right now I think Dallas Cowboys are going to win. I think Cowboys are going to win too, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't deter me from still believing in the Panthers down the line if they lose this game. Uh, I neglected to mention the game last night because on paper it was boring, but if you watched it, it was exciting. Uh, back and forth, game-winning field goal. It was exciting because expired. Urban Meyer can't coach and, and can't keep his team in the winning column. He really has built himself a double-digit lead in back-to-back weeks now, and in the NFL, you should close those out almost all the time, and he's blown them both times. Uh, I liked it, though. Lawrence versus Burrow is a matchup I hope we see a lot down uh, the next couple of years in the NFL. I think those two are really good quarterbacks. Lawrence, he's so fast, and he made some throws in that game that just told you he's an, he's going to be a really good oh, quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Burrow's already there, though, man. Joe Burrow looks like a stud, and that Jamar Chase connection. Uh, Jamar Chase had probably his worst game as a Bengal, and he still had six catches for 77 yards. So he still had his impact felt. He just didn't get into the end zone for his first time in his NFL career. But what a connection they have going there. Are the Bengals good? No. But they're better. They're better. I did, like they, I said, are my— Are they a playoff team? No. No, they're a seven-win team. I think they're going to get to seven wins, which is, like— Really way good. Way more than I thought. And I, that's really I still good. I thought they'd be a three or four win team this season. If you're Cincinnati, there. if you're in Cincinnati as a hardcore Bengals fan, if you're you finish Week 18 and your team goes seven and ten, you should be extremely happy. They could probably into finish eight nine at this point too. Yeah. I mean, you already have three wins through the first four weeks. There's no reason you can't win five, five games, games down the rest of the down the rest of the road. We'll find out about them next week when they welcome Aaron Rodgers to Cincinnati to face oh, off. Oh yeah, that'll them. be a test. That'll be a huge that'll test. That'll be that'll be the wake up call, the humbling wake up call for them. No offense, but I, I do think that yeah, that'll that'll put them back in their place. The Brownies are Bring going to Minnesota to face off against the Vikings. They are a two point favorite. I think the Browns are going to win this game. It's going to be a tough test though. I think the Vikings are going to be a team that can put up some points against that Browns offense. Baker's going to have to come to play and put up his fair share of points as well. I think he does, and I think the Browns get a pretty decent road win there against the Vikings. But, again, not an exact pushover game like you might think uh, heading into Minnesota. No, I don't, I don't think it would be either. I mean, Minnesota claims to have a, a pretty decent home field advantage, right, because of the skull chant or whatever. And this is your Minnesota Vikings team, team Tom, right? I mean, they are. They are, but these Browns, man, they look real good to me. They look really good. This, this could be a nice shootout, though. This could be a guns a-blazing. We'll see how good Baker Mayfield is in one of these shootout games, if that's what it comes to. If it comes to that, I think i got to go with the Minnesota Vikings because I have more faith in Kirk Cousins and company with Kirk Cousins throwing the ball than I do with Baker Mayfield. I agree with that completely. And it's close, though. But I think that I think that the best Baker can get to in his career is a Kirk, Kirk Cousins-level Cousins. quarterback. I, I, I think agree. that's his ceiling, uh, which the talent around him, they can win that's with fine. that ceiling. Yeah, they mean, can win with that That's what ceiling. they've built around him. They yeah. have two great running backs. They have two decent receivers in, in Jarvis Landry and Odell. I mean, they have a really good offensive line. I think that's exactly what you can ask for if you're Baker Mayfield. Two teams coming off of two-game losing streaks. The Chiefs go to Philadelphia to face off against the Eagles. I would not want to be a Philadelphia Eagles fan this week. The Chiefs coming off of two straight losses. Oh, He's going to be so mad, Patrick Mahomes. And 
they might put up 40 points against the Eagles in this game. I mean, if Dallas was able to put up 40 points against them next last week, what in the world are the Chiefs going to be able to do this week? So tough, tough matchup for the Eagles to face, but I, I see the Chiefs getting right back on track, no problem in that game. In the 4 o'clock window, the last team from the AFC North to play, the Ravens go to Mile High Stadium to face the 3-0 and Broncos. I think the Broncos are the most massive frauds in football right now. Wow. I do. Really? Yeah. 0-9 is the combined score or the combined That's record fair. of the teams they've totally played. That's totally fair, but I do think the defense is good. That, the defense really – I mean, those teams that they've played against, Jacksonville, uh, the, the Jets. Jets, and the, the Giants, Giants, right, yes. are all the, th pro the three worst teams in football. That's what I mean. But they haven't been able to put up points. I mean, we saw Cincinnati let, allow Jacksonville to put up points. We saw Arizona allow Jacksonville to put up points. We saw – I mean, the Giants and Jets just aren't good offenses, no, so I don't think not. they put up any points whatsoever. But they didn't allow points to be scored. Uh, they had, I think, uh, a shutout win right against against the uh, the Jets uh, just a week ago or two weeks ago. So I am completely – I have faith in this defense. It's just how much pressure can you get on Lamar Jackson? That's what I think is going to be the biggest – matchup to watch here well it's another prove it game for them this week we talked about the panthers having one it's a prove it game for the broncos if they beat the ravens then they will be take be taken seriously yeah we'll no see question. how good this offense is too i mean they have they have enough weapons right it's and the baltimore defense isn't what it used to be so we'll see if they can take advantage of that Big-time NFC West matchups this weekend. The Seahawks go to San Francisco to face off against the 49ers in desperate need of a win there. Yeah, how about that? We get two, two yeah, division the, games. The one big week. one, though, is Arizona traveling to L.A., both teams 3-0. Oh, Even though it's 3-0 and 3-0, I think they're both big. Are you already proven with the Arizona Cardinals, or is this also a proven game for them? Was that already checked off in the Tennessee win in Week 1, or – do you need to see a really strong performance against the Rams, even in a loss, for you to be like, yeah, they're not going to collapse again this year. They're going to make the playoffs. I, I like to see a competitive game here. I, I do think right now the Rams are the best team in that division, and it's in L.A., so it wouldn't shock. It's not going to shock me if the Rams win this game. But the Cardinals can keep up. Kyler Murray, and I, I think, is a more has a more explosive offense around him than Matt Stafford does. And Matt Stafford's having a career year. I think Matt he's the Stafford, front runner for the MVP right now. I think so, just because of the circumstances, yes. right? And They're, he's playing well too. But he yeah. is playing very well. But Lamar Jackson is valuable. He is the most valuable player on that Ravens team, and Josh Allen is doing Josh Allen things. And Rodgers is going to throw his and hat Rodgers in the ring. is really good. But right now, Matt Stafford has the best case just in terms of of story of headlines. But I do think Kyler Murray has the potentially be more explosive with his offense this year than Matt Stafford does. And he's actually in the MVP race, too, to be fair. He is, Kyle too. Murray. I mean, he has his team at 3-0. Yeah. So we'll see how, how good that Cardinals offense can do against a stout L.A. Rams defense. The best game on the slate, though, is the Sunday Night Football game. Tampa Tom makes his return to this Foxborough to for. face the New England Patriots. I think he's going to murder them. I think he's going to win by three touchdowns in this game. I think he's PO'd still at that organization. Uh, I think this is a bit of a revenge game. I, I don't put it this way, Tom. I'm more excited to see this game than I was to see Tom Brady go up against Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Last I, year. I think that's a fair statement to say. I, I think a lot of people give the Patriots too hard of a time to be like, how could you let Brady go? How did you think he was done? 
no one in the history of the game has been able to do this. Maybe that's like, why you got to be harsh in New England because no one else has done this. He was showing no signs of slowing down. He just won you that Super Bowl two years ago. But on the same side of the coin, you could say that they shouldn't expect him to continue to play at this level. It looks like Big Ben. It looks like Phillip Rivers when you're at the very end of the career. It doesn't look like Tom Brady. Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, they've all done it. It looks like that. That's what it's supposed to look like. And at 44 years and going strong, Tom Brady hasn't looked like that Here's yet. Here's the difference. Why New England maybe should get some crap for it is because those guys, the four guys, Eli, Peyton, Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, and now Ben included are all have all or are now as Ben is hitting that wall at age 38-39. Brady won the Super Bowl at 44 at 43. He won it at 41. He won it at 39, Tom. It doesn't matter how old he is, he's not hitting that wall I know, at 39. He's playing better five years after the fact. You would have moved on from him too. If you were the Patriots organization, you would have too. You would have been like, I'm not trusting a 44-year-old quarterback, but he's probably going to win the Super Bowl this year again too. I'm not doubting him. You shouldn't either. Finally, real quick, the Monday night game is a big one, Raiders at Chargers. I think the Chargers are going to put the Raiders in their place there, wow. though. I think they're going to win by a touchdown at least, get to 3-1, and one and start to take control of that AFC West. Jacob, we got to give some triple play picks Let's before we get out of here. Just want to update the folks on the uh, records out there. I went two and one again last week. That is three weeks in a row being two and one. I am six and three. If you are listening to me, you are making some damn money. Jacob went 0 and three for the second week this year. So he is two and seven right now on his record. So he's losing you massive. You granted, might as well light your money on fire than listen granted, to Jacob's picks. It, it should be known. Let it be known. I am not a betting man. I, I did not get into betting until this year because of this segment. So you can't get mad at me. All right, you pick I'm first this week because you complained to me that you weren't getting yeah, to pick first. So picks. go ahead Maybe and pick first. One. All right, first up, I have Washington football team on the road. I got them plus one and a half against Atlanta. I don't. I like that. I think this is a, getting a points against a lesser team. A tune-up game against a really bad offense. We talked about earlier how Philadelphia is not using Miles Sanders. Well, Atlanta fans have to be kicking themselves because Kyle Pitts yeah, he's nowhere to be found. Is in no man's land, nowhere to be found. Second, I'm going to go with the game that you just talked about. I disagree with you on the outcome. I got the Vegas Raiders plus three against the Chargers. Okay. Not only do I think they can make it a closer game, I also think that they can win that game. I think as real as the Chargers are, I do believe the Vegas Raiders to be a real team on offense and defense. And it does seem that Coach Gruden is kind of coming into his own with that team. He's finally getting his grounding, uh, getting his footing. I think he could, I think right now he is the upper hand at the coaching level for that matchup. It's just how well can he execute with his players available to him. But I have them at least covering plus three. And then, unfortunately for Steelers fans, Green oh no. Bay minus six and a half oh against no. Pittsburgh. Oh, no. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a pipe dream to think it's, it's closer than just a, a, a one-touchdown score game. I'm afraid you might be right there. I don't know. On second thought, it smells like another 0-3 to me, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> I think this is my best chance to go 3-0. Usually means you're going to go 0-3 when you say that when you're gambling. Uh, for my triple play, my first pick is the Ravens in a pick 'em right now. The spread is even, so just pick who you think is going to win the football game. I think the Ravens are going to go into Mile High Stadium and take out the Denver Broncos, so I got Baltimore. Uh, laying some points down here with a favorite, 
Kansas City Chiefs giving seven points to the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said, I think they're going to just murder nuclear bomb Philadelphia mm-hmm. on Sunday. So I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns there. And I'm laying some points again with another favorite. Is it in Buffalo my third or Houston? I'm not touching that one. That's way Isn't too many points. Or something? Yeah, that's an absurd amount of points. I would never touch that one. Uh, Rams minus four at home against the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win by at least a touchdown in that game. I think they're. I think the Cardinals are a playoff team, but I think the Rams are that much better than they are. I think there's I think there's a discrepancy between the Rams and the Cardinals and Seahawks. I think the Niners are the team that might be the closest to the Rams in that division. You at least just in said my you mind. You the Seattle Seahawks winning against the Niners. I do, Jacob. This is the NFL. Things happen like I that. Football. I love football too, man. Before we get out of here, Steelers picks. You mentioned you think the Packers are going to cover that spread, so we know where you're leaning. Quickly, I'll give my score. I think the Packers, too, will cover the spread, even though they're not a part of my triple play. I got this thing landing somewhere around, like, 27 to 10 Green Bay. Oh, wow. I had it 28-6. Ooh. Touchdown, uh, miss field goal? Uh, Touchdown, miss field uh, goal, or just two field goals? Two field goals. Wow. That really stings. 28-6. 28-6 Packers is Jacob's prediction. 27-10 to 10 is my prediction. You guys love me more than him because I at least think your Steelers are going to get in the end zone at least once. It's going to be a defensive and score, though. T.J. Watt's going to strip sack uh, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Ingram's going to pick it up and score. That's, the that's how they're going to get to 10. I was going to say, if they score a touchdown, it's going to be on the defensive that's side how the, of the ball. Well, the one touchdown that they scored when they scored two was a blocked punt against the Bills. And maybe that's why they won the football game, so maybe that's your only hope in this one that's going to do it for this episode of the Steeler standard thanks as always for giving us a listen make sure you tune in to Steelers and Packers this Sunday at Lambeau Field the frozen tundra kickoff is at 425 and we will be back Monday breaking everything down for you for Jacob Recht I am Tom Opperman and thanks as always for listening to the Steelers standard